Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. This is the last episode of 2022, which is mind-blowing because when I say that, I'm like, I started this podcast in 2014, and that sounds like such a long time ago. (laughs) I mean, it is, really. But yeah, 2022 has come to an end. Oh my gosh. When I think about, I don't know if you do this, but I, one of the things that we have in our kitchen is we have a tall jar of blank wooden rounds and they're like little wooden discs essentially. And then we have a smaller jar of ones that we've filled out. And anytime something notable happens, something special happens, we just write it on that little wooden disc and put it in the smaller jar. And I like to do that because without it, so much gets lost in our crowded minds. And I, I gosh, I can't remember the first half of this year because it's been crazy. I mean, 2022, not only did I find out I was pregnant, I found out I was having twins and went through that whole pregnancy, had surgery on them in utero at 21 weeks, and then they were born at 27 weeks and spent 93 days in the NICU and came home from the NICU and had their first Thanksgiving and their first Christmas. I mean, obviously it's been crazy. Roman turned one in 2022. I mean, wow. But on the discs, yes, I put things like the twins came home from the hospital, but I also put our first family walk along the canal Uh, Chris's brother, my brother-in-law got engaged and that goes on there. And it's just, I don't know, I love it. So I'm feeling, feeling reflective. I hope that all of you will take some time to look at your year, not just the good moments, but the hard moments. I mean, I've been reflecting on all the hard moments of pregnancy and all the hard moments that the girls experienced after they were born and the moments of being told that they didn't think they would make it and you know getting a phone call the day I was discharged from the hospital that Charlie had an infection that her body probably couldn't handle and now they're 11 and 12 pounds and anyway that's not what we're going to talk about today. On Monday I do have an episode coming up all about my process for goal setting in different areas of my life and how I track my goals because those questions came up and I'm going to kind of touch on them today, but I'm going to go into a deep dive uh, on Monday's episode, the first episode of 2023. We do have prizes today. This is the last Saturday where we're going to give away two things. We'll go back to one thing in January. Today, we're giving away my favorite protein powder, GBX, and Mood Plus the all-natural adaptogen I think everybody needs. I know I do. Um, But we use the protein on a regular basis, not only for ourselves, but Roman really likes it. And I feel good about it because, you know, like most kids, sometimes he goes through phases where he doesn't want meat and he doesn't eat a lot of protein. And so I love that he looks forward to sharing our protein shake. So I'll announce the winner at the end of the show. You can win just by leaving a review of the show on whatever app you listen. 
Okay, first thing I want to do is tell you about a conversation I had with my husband the other day. And I didn't ask him if I could share this. Sorry if you just heard all that scraping. I was setting my phone down. I've got a mic plugged into my phone for today because my computer situation is a little unfortunate at the moment. My computer died, my big, beautiful iMac. Anyway, while I wait on my new computer, this is what we're doing. So Chris was talking about uh, a stressful situation. And Chris is one of the most laid back people in the world. He gets stressed over very little, though he gets aggravated over a lot, you know, like small stuff, but big stuff he really doesn't stress about. But there's this one thing that uh, it's, it's work related that was stressing him out. And he said to me, I'm just trying to figure out what amount of money is worth the amount of stress and aggravation that, that I'm experiencing in this moment. And I said, can I, can I propose another question to you? And he said, sure. He's used to hearing those kinds of things from me. And I said, what if the question that serves you better is, what needs to shift in me so that I can do it without stress and aggravation. Because I said, you know, the things that are that are happening now are going to continue to happen. It's not like, oh, well, with this amount of money, I'm content to be aggravated all the time. I'm content to deal with the frust- frustrations and stressors. What could I do differently? How do I need to think about it differently? How do I need to approach it differently so that I'm not stressed and aggravated in response to these things that happen? I said, because it is very possible to experience the things that happen without stress and aggravation. But you got to think about what that looks like and you've got to be willing to put in the work and you've got to be willing to make whatever shifts in your mindset or in your approach that are going to have a different emotional reaction to the situation. And I thought about this the other day, again, When somebody posted in the Primal Potential Facebook group, and this person basically shared, I'm three months postpartum, not me, the person sharing, um, and I feel all of this stress and pressure to lose the weight. And I'm just like anxious about it, and I feel overwhelmed, and I feel rushed. And my response was kind of the same. What needs to shift So that you still have this desire to lose weight, and you can even have the urgency to lose weight, but what would need to shift so that it doesn't elicit stressful feelings from you? What would need to shift so that you felt the desire to lose weight, but you felt calm and peaceful and not stressed out about it? How can you do it with peace? And she was like, well, I just, you know, I don't feel comfortable in my body. And I was like, me neither, (laughs) you know, and we're all different. But after three back-to-back pregnancies and the last one being twins, like, I don't feel good about my physical body right now, aside from like, I'm grateful for it, but I don't, you know, feel amazing in my skin right now. But I can feel that, like, I don't like being in this bigger body. And I'm definitely looking forward to the process of, of losing the weight that I've put on in my pregnancies. But I can feel that and also not respond to that feeling with anxiousness or frustration 
or a, a rushed nature. And I think about this with parenting. There are many times in the last few weeks where I have felt stressed and overwhelmed when Piper's crying, Charlie's crying, I'm chasing after Roman so that he doesn't hurt himself climbing up onto the dining room table and trying to jump off or, you know, trying to run out the front door because the dog broke the gate in front of it. And I've challenged myself to say, what can I do differently? How can I approach this differently so that I feel at peace with the chaos so that the chaos doesn't lead to or facilitate feelings of stress or anxiety. And some of that is gratitude. Some of that is really having a sense of humor and looking for the humor in things, like looking for what's funny. The other part of it is being excited about the challenge. Like that's very much how I feel about my journey with weight loss this time around of postpartum weight. I could be disappointed, frustrated, anxious, feeling hurried, but I'm choosing to be excited about the adventure of it because I know how amazing it feels to make progress. I know how good it feels to set my mind to something and watch it happen and make it happen. I know how good that feels. And I can take that same approach and apply it to these moments in parenting where I get anxious or I get stressed out or I get angry or I get frustrated. I can choose to say like, I wonder how in this moment I can practice being more playful, being more lighthearted, being more relaxed, being uh, more grateful, any number of things. And, And that is an opportunity for all of us, whether we're talking about money or we're talking about work or we're talking about marriage. I need to use this strategy with marriage as well. Because especially now with the twins home and Chris going back to work, there's moments of resentment and aggravation. How would I need to think about it differently so that I feel differently in those moments? And I think a lot of those same tools that I just mentioned with with parenting apply to marriage. Have a more lighthearted nature about it. Look for the humor in situations. Use it as an opportunity to be grateful and let the little stuff go. I mean, there's so many ways to do this, but that question, what needs to shift so that we see it differently, so that we feel differently about it, that work is so, so valuable. So I wanted to put that out there. The questions that came in this week are very much related to the Deep Dive Monday episode, but I want to touch on them here. One of the questions was, what is your process, my process, for setting goals? I like to have one big primary goal and then a lot of other goals. And the primary goal is essentially one that if none of the other stuff happened, if none of the other goals came to fruition, if I dropped the ball on all of them or they couldn't get done or I didn't get to the finish line, I'd still feel great because this one happened. And for me, and I'll go into this in a lot more detail, that one is my weight and getting back to a place where I feel really amazing in my body and really fit and really strong. 
that is my primary one. I also have other personal goals, personal goals related to our family and trips we want to take, goals related to date night. We sucked at date night in 2022. Um, And of course, there's a lot of valid reasons for that. But like, we want to want to make that a, a shift. So I look at my work life. I look at my finances. I look at my fitness. I look at my friendships. I look at all the important areas of my life. And I set goals for for each of those areas that are important to me. But there's one that is the lead dog that gets my attention every single day. And other things don't get my attention every day. Like having, uh, we set a goal for 10 date nights in a year, which might sound laughably low for some of you, but it's be a hell of an improvement on last year. So we're going for it. Um, and that doesn't take attention from me most days, right? It's going to take some intentionality and some planning, but I mean, not a lot of time. And same thing with like a first international vacation with the twins and Roman doesn't take a lot of time most of the year. Um, Other goals take a little bit more time, but like that primary one gets me every day, gets my attention, gets my intention every single day. And then the other question was around this, like, how do you track them? I have a couple of different of different ways, but I have one poster sheet of paper that has them all on it and it's right in front of my face right it is on my desk on my wall like right there I can't if I'm sitting at my desk I'm looking at it and then I'm asking myself each week when I do sort of my planning because the way that I workflow for home stuff like I need to get my car inspected I need to call the IRS I need to schedule xyz appointment plus all of the work stuff is I have a master list that's like my brain dump. These are all of the things. Like I'm I'm laying in bed at night and I think like, oh crap, I can't forget about Saturday's podcast. I'm afraid I'm going to forget. All of that stuff goes into this master list. And then I pull out a chunk of them that are either urgent or important or both. And I pull out a chunk of them for each week. And then I assign different things to different days based on like, I know I'm not going to do much work on a Saturday or Sunday. That's one of my goals. One of my goals, I usually work every single weekend all year long. uh, And I've done that for years. I only want to work 12 weekends. So I want to have 40 weekends of not working in the new year. Um, So I don't have to like necessarily assign that as a thing. But when I have my chunk of things for the week, I assign them to different days. So Saturday and Sunday might not have much on it. And Monday, maybe I have a babysitter on Monday so I can get a lot more done. But Tuesday, the girls have a doctor's appointment in Boston. So there's not much assigned to that day. And I and I, uh, I batch things out accordingly based on my bandwidth and my availability for that day. Um, so I have my master list on my phone. And then on the wall in front of my desk is the list for the week. And then day to day, I use the change makers journal. So the change makers journal is where my action items for my goals are. It's where my like to do list is for the day. But I have that master forever list in my phone. That's my brain dump place. And I have my weekly list that's on my wall, right in front of my desk. So that is how I track my to-dos and 
I make sure that my to-dos include action items for my goals. For example, one of my financial goals is to get all of my stuff in one place. Like I have Roman's Roth IRA and his 529 with one institution. And I have like a brokerage account with another institution. I've got my retirement with a different institution. And it's really annoying. So I want to have them all under one roof. So in my like big master list is make this transition, right? But maybe for a week, it's just make a phone call to this place and make sure that they can accommodate all the different types of plans I have and ask them the process. So because it's on my master list, I'm going to take pieces and assign it to a different week. You know what I mean? So moving all of my things to one financial institution isn't something I'm going to do in a day, but I might do one piece every week for five weeks until it's done. Does that make sense? Or I might have on my master list planned date nights, and I might have on a to-do list for Tuesday to pick the date and line up a babysitter for our January date. That's how I do it. And I have a routine where once a month I update my net worth spreadsheet. I highly recommend that. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. We all have a net worth. It's not something that's like just in wealthy people do. Everybody does. You update any debts that you have. You update the value of any assets that you have. So like if you have a car and you have a loan on it, you would update that loan amount every month. And when I do that, my little mini financial update meeting that takes me 15, 20 minutes to just update all the numbers, like your retirement account, put that number in there, your savings account, put that number in there, your checking account, put that number in there. I also give myself a little progress report on my goals. What needs more attention? What maybe needs less attention? How am I doing? If I were to continue this way, am I on track for the end of the year? I have that sort of state of the union once a month. I typically do it at the very beginning of the month. So first week of the month, I update my net worth spreadsheet and review all of my goals. But more on that on Monday's episode. Let's talk about the winner of GBX Protein and Mood Plus. Ashley Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R-1. Ashley Berger 1. Email me, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Within 60 days of this episode airing, let me know that you were the winner of 1050. Include your mailing address and I will get them out to you. Happy New Year, everybody. See you on Monday.